It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club. I mean, this is a Monday, actually. It is. It's a special episode coming to you filmed on a Monday. <laughs> filmed on Memorial Day. I mean, not really filmed, actually recorded. Yes. We could yeah. we could pretend that there were cameras and that we were merely destroying the footage afterwards to make it audio. I like the silence. This is really good. Yeah, no. It, well, it's just really expensive to store film, but it's a lot cheaper to store it as audio. So we just strip that, and it's like this big, messy procedure, but nobody has any microphones. We just have this one VHS camera. The, 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 the problem is, is we have only 256 megs of memory on on the camera, <clears throat> so it only saves the audio. Hi! And my just... hair is too big for that. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, go go coach you over there. The dragon man balls. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, it's exactly like that. Hi, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. Uh, we are your dose of Saturday morning nostalgia for movies and TV, however you like to cut it. Uh, I am Josh over here. Uh, we have our we have a collection. We've been having a rotation of several different new friends, and we're getting back to the old crew. Uh, I'm Josh. Uh, Sabrina is back. Yep. Uh, we got Martin. Yo, 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 what's up? Oh, what? no. <laughs> What's, Can we try that again real quick? Yeah, what what street are you on? We have Martin over here. I'm on Main Street, yo. Oh Sesame Street, more God. like it. Real on Main Street. A, B, C, da, 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 one, two, and three. And now we've just been content strapped. So. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I said Mags is here. Yes, I'm here. Hi, Mags. All the way in the corner. So yeah, we're back. Uh, we have a three-episode span here. We're going to be going through Dick Tracy. We've got Matilda. But today's choice, I believe, comes from the opposite end of the table of Martin. It does. Martin, what have you brought for this, us this week? Well, I brought something in homage of this wonderful Memorial Day, paying tribute to the services rendered by <gasps> our very, very honorable small soldiers. Commercialism. Don't frame it like that. <laughs> And commercialism, the the new the new uh, you, the is, new military yeah. of the, the world. New, yeah, exactly. This is a bad example of soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> it's American imperialism at its finest. Uh, I mean, it really is. I do feel rather personally called out by this movie at several different points. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, what, what's your what's your history with small soldiers? Um, well, my history with small soldiers is kind of followed along the lines of all of the military sci-fi kind of uh, movies and shows that i was into as a kid some of them being of good quality others of questionable quality but this one was definitely of the questionable quality character yeah you were into a lot of like militaristic things adding to all of the like starship troopers of the world yeah like, and then it became you it like it begat all this like you know hyper military like raw raw patriotism and then it's just like i'm a socialist pretty much <laughs> i mean i just made like a complete reverse in in college but that's what happens i became a liberal oh yeah gross mm -hmm. anyway i uh, continue please yes and so um my dad and i used to watch this film a lot together he really enjoyed it because uh a First of all, for Ride of the Valkyries, but then second of all, because it was just, you know, a good action-y movie that we could both enjoy. So, watched it on VHS, hide it every now and again, and enjoyed uh, some of the uh, uh, some of the action and the, some of the other questionable scenes in this movie. Questionable Yes, there, there were a few questionable scenes. Uh, did any of the rest of us watch it? Because this was a new watch for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, again, like, my dad, my brother and I went to go see this when it came out in theaters for a lot of the same reason. Uh, that Martin and his dad watched it. My dad was in the army and did like, uh, my my dad says that he likes a movie with a good plot, but I don't think he knows what that means. <laughs> um, and what he means is that a lot of things happen, and that's that's definitely true of this movie and the other movie he said this about, which I feel is uh, not as good. Um, the Expendables. So like that gives you a bar for like the quality that we're looking for with my dad. But I I remember really liking it as a kid, and I was really excited to see it again. Yeah. Just sitting there, just going like, "You want to see the best movie of all time?" Just pulls up Independence Day. Oh, hold on! You know, hold no, 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 Don't you no. even fucking dare! Independence <laughs> no. Day is freaking amazing. Don't even. I wasn't even disparaging it, but the best movie in the world. Will, maybe I mean, not. Will Smith is my man. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I like how everyone just jumped on your ass. <laughs> The bad like, thing no was is that the, the bad thing is like I was trying to come up with something else of just like uh, I should have probably gone with like Armageddon or something. Yeah, like that, that. would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. you on that gag, but 
Will Smith is one too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, don't, don't bash on the Smith, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you, you had Come both on, seen this it. is the millennium. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Shut should. up. So, um, what, what, I mean, did you guys end up liking it back then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I was definitely like that age of uh, snob, uh, snotty nose, precocious kid to see some other snot nose, precocious kid like be a wiseacre and be right. No, of course, this is up my. Snot nosed, uh, uh, in incorrigible alley. Same here. I mean, for me, uh, my dad always bought me micro machines. I don't know if you guys ever had that when you were growing up with those little tanks and ships and things. We'd always do these play battles. Um, actually, funny story there. My brother at one point had convinced me that I was Japanese, uh, because I would always play the Axis <laughs> when we were doing our uh, micro machine scenarios. And so one day what? when I was at school and they were doing a census, um, they had asked me what my uh, what my nationality was, and I said, "Oh, I'm Japanese." And that's when my parents had received a call from school saying, um, your child is identifying as Japanese. I think there's something wrong with your child. Uh, which is probably a metaphor that has extended all the way through my entire life, since there are a lot oh of things. My but God. that was uh, one of, just one of many terrible things that my brother did to me. You you were turning Japanese. You really thought so. I, I, it was, wow. I was really turning <laughs> Japanese. Joshua, <laughs> leave the room. Leave. Leave. Yep. Yep. That's a pretty good story, though. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. I was like, this one better be funny. And I was like, all right, touche, yeah, you no, did it. I mean, yeah. I'm so grateful that we gave you the proper venue to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Cause, like, pulling that out at a party, I imagine, is a little bit more like, oh, you got to have the right beats, you know? But, like, right here, we just set it up. You knocked it out of the park. Just like. Yeah, all right. I managed to do something right. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes miracles do happen. <laughs> oh, no. The blinding light of competence. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's tell you what. Let's get down to it. It is time to go ahead and talk about small plastic figures. It's time to talk about America and patriotism. It's time to talk about putting down those disgusting Gorgonite scum for who they are because we are blue-blooded Americans. This right here, this is Small Soldiers. already feel the upswell of patriotism <laughs> are you sure that's an upswell of pa- patriotism or what's going on over there <laughs> it's an upswell okay uh, <laughs> it's, that's, that's acid reflux <laughs> i have some tums in my backpack all right small soldiers is a 1998 american science fiction slash fantasy action comedy film let's put some more like pieces to that what more tags can we add how how narrow can we get <laughs> uh directed by joe dante the film revolves around two adolescents who get caught in the middle of a war between two factions of sentient action figures the gorgonites and the commando elite <laughs> that's exactly how this hit the movie too uh-huh. yeah that, that that is that is concise that is direct Indeed it is. Um, shall we just go ahead and dive right into the plot before we begin, or anything anybody wants to say? Let's get American. Right. Top defense contractor Globotech Industries acquires the Heartland Toy Company as part of the move. And as part of the move, Globotech CEO Gil Mars tells Heartland Toy designers Larry Benson and Aaron Mayfair to develop actual live-action toys capable of playing back. So... Let's go ahead and just talk about a few of the people here that we have. Okay, who is... All right, I remember who the actor is who actually plays the CEO. What I don't remember is the better actor who he keeps making me think of. <laughs> okay, that's way harder to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, also has, like, a very pointy sort of demon-y face. Okay. He played uh, Green Goblin. Okay, yeah, so... The Green one, Goblin oh, in Superman. Okay, so the one that you're thinking of right now, or the one that is in this movie, is Dennis Leary. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the I don't the know, low rent version of... I, I don't know why, like, your first your first attack on this is, this guy remin- reminds me of this other guy I like better. <laughs> I, like, it's not an attack. I was just, like, it was probably a good four to six minutes of, like, 
early cognition about while I was watching this movie. I was like, who is that guy? Like, I think I know who he is. But like, no, I'm wrong. He's not who I think he is. And then I was like, oh, it's Dennis Leary. But who am I thinking of? Well, I'm I'm using the other option, which is going to Boondock Saints, because he was also in that. And who you are looking for <clears throat> is one William Defoe. Yes, Ooh. thank you. Yeah. So, so he's not in this movie. He is <laughs> not in this movie. He does not look like William Defoe. You don't think skinny Dennis Leary looks like William Willem Defoe? No. <laughs> he looks like William Defoe with way less cocaine. <laughs> Look, but, but like, like you see where but, I'm coming from. But like factors of ten. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. All I right, mean, granted, I'll stand alone here. I mean, granted, if you if you were to cut, you know, uh, you know, Dennis Leary, right, you would definitely get cocaine, but not as wow. much. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to this. Let's talk about something. As I said, we have Dennis Leary being smarmy. The, the same character Dennis Leary is in most movies. Allowed to pontificate in long, rambling sentences about how upset he is about something. Pretty much. Uh, let's see. The other ones that we have is... Um, this list doesn't include his name right out. So I'm going to have to go to IMDb. Because the other is... Come on, you've got... Oh, come on. He was part of Mr. Show. You got to show Oh, him. David Cross. Yeah, David Cross. Who's the other smarmy guy? Yeah, I'm trying to see. He's, Jesus, they are further down on this list than I expected. Uh... And there's Tommy Lee okay. Jones. Oh, Jay Moore is Larry. Yeah. Who I feel like I've seen in a billion things and yet, you know, could never actually tell you what those things have been. Uh, looks like he was at Zach and Go, Bob and Jerry Maguire, Chris and Pay It Forward, and Larry and Small Soldiers. Huh. He's got a real 90s vibe to me. He does seem like, he seems like the, like, Chris Hemsworth if Chris Hemsworth never, like, reached the Thor level. You know, because remember, when Chris Hemsworth was starting out, he was just like, hey, is this guy in this romantic comedy? It's Chris Hemsworth. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in a bunch of those. Wow. Also, that explains why he was cast in the first tour. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then what What was the other one? The the guy that plays Wait, are uh, you Deadpool. Think, are you thinking about Chris Hemsworth or are you thinking about his brother? I mean, it was Chris Hemsworth as well. But, okay, let me give another one. The guy that plays Deadpool, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, also a lot of that. Didn't really make the cut until he really like started doing the Deadpool role, and everybody's like, oh my god, get him in here now. <laughs> <laughs> in what? our The Greater Public's Defense, he also did Green Lantern. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like yeah. we were like, well, that, that's, it was fine that we sort of wrote him off collectively. That same, <laughs> that same casting agent also was the one that put him in Green Lantern. Oh god, get him in here. <laughs> We gotta get him. He's Green Lantern. Also. Uh, that poor guy. I, yeah, I was about yeah. to say I didn't. I didn't realize he went to a casting agency in Fargo. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, I got this really good idea. We'll go ahead and put him in the first Deadpool movie, but with Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a great idea. Yep. All right. <laughs> yes. It's oh my God! It's Scooby. Goofy. It all suddenly makes sense. Oh my Owned. goodness. The Owned. mouse's acquisition of Marvel becomes suddenly very clear. Yeah. Owned by Disney, follow the money. You've uh, just found the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't notice that like Goofy was like putting money into different jars and accidentally put a whole bunch into the Marvel jar. Oops, looks like we bought it. <laughs> Goofy. Oh boy. All right. So uh as I said. For some reason, this in in the weird world, like this weapons manufacturer, very much is just like, oh, we're just gonna buy anything. Time to buy a toy company, cause we can, cause we will. Yeah, that's yeah. a really odd decision for it's, a. It's I mean, like with the way corporations are, uh, like large corporations that are often structured as conglomerates, where it's like one large company owns like three or four smaller large companies who actually own some of those smaller things, um, like. It's weird that they're not doing it through shell companies, but, like, this is actually, like, that's kind of either prescient, because it's a lot how things work a lot now, um, or it was, I don't know. Like who? R Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just interesting, because even though they kept the name of the Heartland Toy Company, it even, they added to their logo at the bottom, so it says it was owned, now, it, now owned by Globotech. They made sure to add that underneath the name yep. of that toy company, which I'm just like, who's going to care if you're some big weapons 
like defense company owns a toy company. That just sounds that well, does feel a little bit weird to me. But like, yeah. Let's remember though the whole uh, the whole marketing thing that they wanted to do was around these small soldiers and commandos because that's what boys want soldiers. So what right, kind of but... way to be able to further establish that they're going to do it right? And, and that was before they knew they did that before they knew they were had that toy idea though. Right, and this is before the days that we could actually, that we would go like, ha, a giant weapons manufacturer, like, owning a toy shop. How funny. Nowadays, oh. it's like, no. Oh, Google does, yeah, uh, Google yeah. is both my home assistant and builds drones for the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, see, this is not as implausible as it's <laughs> first. Like, I'm sure, like, maybe, like, if we'd watched this movie five years ago, we'd be like, oh, how implausible. And I'm like, no, I'm like, yes, of course, this makes sense. Look at our good overlord Google. Exactly. Yep. All right. So Mars then selects Larry's antagonistic action figures, the Commando Elite, for the project, and Irwin's protagonistic educational toys, the Gorgonites, for their enemies, with the toy line expected to hit the market in three months. Faced with such a tight deadline, Benson forgoes safety testing and uses Irwin's password and chooses Globotech's X1000 microprocessor to control the toys. Can we just talk for just a moment how how bad of a friend this guy is? Oh, well, the worst. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> but he's trying to make the money. Exactly. Uh, sure, yeah, and that excuses a lot of sins, apparently. But, like, you know, this is his friend, and he's just me. I mean, like, look, aside from like also setting up a tiny, almost genocide, uh, and almost blowing up a city block and neighborhood or whatever, like, he's also just a dick to his friend. The funny thing is that was actually one of the first proposals for the name Small Genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't make it through QA testing, unlike these toys that did. Yeah, uh, we should we should go ahead and talk about. So we have the. The Commando Elite, which already look like bad guys, but during all the marketing and everything, are kind of quasi-promoted as the good guys. Right. Well, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're kind of like a spin-off of, GI, of like the G.I. Joe figures, in a way. So it's supposed to be, you know, these proud American soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the, I do think the movie... Sorry, you were saying? What? I was just going to say, the, the only issue is that, of course, that they make the Gorgonites wimps. That can't fight back, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the Gorgonites Which makes no sense. It's like if you want to make a toy that fights other things and defeats them, that's fine. But why? Why wouldn't you make an actual worthwhile enemy? Like the Gorgonites themselves don't actually feel like an enemy. Yeah, and why does like the X one thousand cause the Commando elites to be like, and causes the Gorgonites to be like, we just want to get home. Programming. <laughs> Programming. I was gonna say they, oh, they, yeah. this is this is a later this is bullshit, but they do address that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like bullshit. that's not how that's not how that works, but yeah. they do address it. Yeah, yeah. in there, the universe, remember, there's, remember, Josh, there's a distinction between hardware and software. Yeah, <laughs> that that is essentially like the uh, the Gorgonites are only like the next Niantic like Pokemon Go game. They're just like, <laughs> how do we get home? That actually wouldn't be a bad time. I know. Made the movie now. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, anything would be better than these actual. I remember having these toys from Burger King. Right. Uh, I remember the the purple one who swings his arm around. Uh, he made the worst, best, the best worst sound. <laughs> uh, so you could like just run up to your parents uh, and be like, "Is that the noise?" It was much more mechanical than that. You could hear it clicking as it went around. It was so good, so bad. Uh, such fond memories of just sitting there making that sound over and over and over and over and over. And over. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else. Okay. I didn't have the toy, but there definitely were a lot of people when I was looking online for, like, details about small soldiers that went like, oh, my God, I remember the Burger King campaign. Like, that commercial stuck in everybody's mind, and they were just like, oh, the Ranchero Burger. Oh. Yeah, that was the that was the burger. It's like, uh, or what is it? It's a pretty, no, it's like their Bacon Western Burger. It's that, the one uh, with the onion rings mm-hmm. and the and the barbecue sauce. And there's a. There's actually a, a Burger have... King right down the road. Let's just yeah. Do ditch. y'all want to go? Yeah. Let's, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, just so close the door behind us. A, yeah. This has been Small Soldiers. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, all right. Anyway. <laughs> so um, so yeah, we have this. We have these small soldiers and Gorgonites that are being made. Uh, they have weapons chips in them, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be shipped out. So now we move to movie number two. Meanwhile, Chip and his squad pursue Alan... T- what? No, wrong. No, no, that no, was no, no, a no. paragraph before. Teenager Alan Abernathy signs off for a shipment of toys to his family toy store without his father's consent. <gasps> From the local mobs, like, teamster? <laughs> like, local? 
Like, Joe has some, like, shady connections. Right. Just want to say. He's a bad kid. He's been kicked out of school twice, and he looks like a bad kid because he's got a nice haircut and, and acts like a flannel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust the flannel, man. He's got that, like, post-grunge grunge going on. Oh, oh no. Oh, look at my greasy bowl cut. I got kicked out of school twice, probably for being too good. So, yeah, it's one of those characters just, like, you're trying to make this kid a bad kid, but he's not. He no. absolutely I isn't. I mean, if I didn't read it that way. I read it as like, uh, more like like a kid who's seen too many movies, and he's trying to be cool. Like he's trying to like do the right thing in a maybe a, like a what he thinks is a cool way, um, and and not necessarily because like I feel like a lot of movies in the '90s are actually like there's a lot of kids versus parents going on, and I think mm-hmm. like here. You've got those like very classic undeveloped archetypes at this point in of, of parents. Um uh like so he's like, Well, I have to be the one that's responsible and this is how I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna break the rules, I'm gonna be cool. Cause he also wants to impress this girl we haven't talked about yet. Yes. Yeah. And so like he's tired of his like sort of wimpy parents. Yes, and I his think. parents specifically don't have like no angry war, toys. Ba- war toys in the shop. So right. yeah. This is like the first time he's taking over the shop for like a weekend because his dad is like neurotic in a way. Uh, he's flying yeah. to some sort of conference. Yeah, it's um, how to how to run your better run your small business or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Uh, he and the delivery driver Joe activate the leaders for each group: Archer for the Gorgonites and Chip Hazard for the Commando Elite. Alan's neighbor and love interest, Christy Fimple, mm. buys Chip as a birthday present for her brother, Timmy. Alan returns home to discover Archer in his backpack. He then realizes Archer is sentient. But in the meantime, the commando elite awaken and apparently destroy the Gorgonauts knights in the toy store. <gasps> so there is a pretty kind of hilarious... Uh... <laughs> Kind of like hilarious, interesting, where all of the commando elite are bursting out of the uh, the boxes and kind of lining up, and then um, I think it's um, Tommy Lee Jones who's voicing Chip yes. Hazard, right? Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Oh God, it's it's so good. That's a, that's the thing that kind of helps salvage the movie a little bit is his performance. It's just. Uh, Am I the only one here who liked this? <laughs> it's too early for me to ask that question. Sorry, spoilers. No. It, I mean, yeah, it's kind of fun. So they're so they're lining up and getting all ready, and then he's like firing them up with an inspiring speech. And it's kind of funny. In, in one of the, uh, uh, in one of those interesting things, before they go and try to be up the organized, he's actually in front of an American flag, but it's very all made patent. up. Yeah, very kind of very patent style. And so I was just waiting for for him. It's like, damn it, Rommel, I read your book, but didn't end up happening. Instead, they just destroyed the store. They did trash the store. I'm trying to find it. See, uh, let's see. Uh, so uh, comes home, re- realizes Archer is sentient, and as said, the uh, uh, one thing I will add: there's one good part between Archer and Alan, where pretty much, you know, Archer is just like, "What is your name?" and he's like, "It's Alan." Now shut up. He's like, "Alan, now shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there in your classic yeah. gag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a robot. It just repeats what it says, thinking it's real. Exactly. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Alan calls the company and files a complaint. Later, when Larry and Irwin listen to Alan's voicemail, Irwin is terrified to discover that the X-1000s were designed for small munitions guidance. A Globotech engineer reveals the AI circuit <laughs> is designed to learn over time, but mass production was, scri- was scrapped due to issues with electromagnetic pulse shielding. And I really love this scene because the person that they got to play the engineer was yes. oh my god Delightful. Robert Robert Ricardo <laughs> from Voyager yes. who was doctor which was just great mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so he does good. chew that scene oh, oh god yeah. yeah so good so good he's just, yeah he's just there just going like it is not an issue with the chip it is an issue with the programming <laughs> yeah. he's very good yeah he uh, and wasn't wasn't there a point that he that he or somebody sneezed yeah, inside of their shoe? Yeah, yeah, he, he did sneeze inside really of his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get him one of those clean rooms where they have to like have the face shield and the mm-hmm. outside thing. And please and state it. the nature of your medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> My arm fell off, Doc. <laughs> God, that was so disturbing. But so good. <laughs> 
God, this movie. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Chip and his squad pursue Alan to his home and attempt to kill him and Archer in the kitchen uh, in a very bizarre scene where, yeah, so we had a chase scene that happened, which, if I if I don't remember, feels exactly like the chase scene from Toy Story. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. Of, yeah. There's a lot of inspiration that is pulled from Toy Story. Which for came this. first? A Toy Story. Yeah. How, how, by how far? Ah, oh, boy, here we go. Oh. I mean, I'm not questions. saying that like there's no copying because if I were going to make a movie about toys after Toy Story came out, I'd be like, well, well what am I supposed to this, do? This was a DreamWorks film. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they so, did do some twinning there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ants, Bugs Life. <laughs> 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 uh, 1995 was Toy Story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So definitely. Is, no. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even in the scene when um, when Chip first burst out of the box pulled right out of where um, Buzz Lightyear, I think, also comes out. <gasps> I didn't even think about it until yeah. the, the bike scene. So, mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the first of many illusions. Yeah. So the the number of Toy Story like connections on this movie are many. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. So uh, Alan is attacked by Nick Nitro. Whom he, whom he mortally wounds uh, by putting in the garbage disposal. Uh, his parents, Stuart, and, and we should say, Nick Nitro is a toy, so he doesn't actually murder anyone except if you consider toys actual people in which he does kind of semi-murder him. Yeah, I don't know. Are we ready for the RAI sentient discussion? I mean, they were about to <laughs> murder... Archer. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a completely in self-defense because these are like wildly xenophobic. And he did cut the kid with that yeah. little saw, with that little Yeah, tiny... they're at this point completely willing to lump in the humans with the Gorgonites. Gorgonites. Okay. Yeah. They they're not are... making any like, oh, we'll kill the Gorgonites to save people. They're just like all about kill, g- killing Gorgonites. So is, yeah. this, is this technically a movie we could show to the robots when they start to take over to be like, no, 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 we understand. Here, here. No, no, we're, we're only... no, no, don't, no, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> no, no, no. You just be nice fuel. to them from the very beginning. The yeah. robot overlords are already on their way, yeah. Josh. Map, you should have given us a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> we already do have an Alexa in our home, so. Yeah. Right. It hears everything. Uh, let's see. Stuart and Irene arrive in the kitchen, having been alerted by the sounds of the scuffle there. Alan attempts to explain what is going on, but with Archer not supporting his explanation because of some stupid reason, uh, <laughs> neither of his parents believe him. Because earlier, he told Archer to just keep his mouth shut, and then when he specifically asks Archer to say something, he doesn't. Yeah, but then later dumb. says it's because he said to keep his mouth shut. Stupid doll. <laughs> stupid doll. <laughs> it's, it's not a doll. It's an action figure. It's stupid. Oh my He's God. stupid. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. this is this is uh, it, it, this is dumb. This yeah. is this is because the plot has to. Yes, it's because we needed to fabricate more like dumb conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next day, Alan and Archer find the rest of the Gorgonites in the dumpster where they belong. Uh, wow! <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, I mean, that was really good. I can't wow. fault you for taking that because it was perfect. Oh, but also, God. like, whoa, man. <laughs> Sorry, I read that wrong. In the dumpster at the store. <laughs> Doing what they do best, hiding. Living their lives. Uh, spending at- so much of this movie, like... Wait, I think this is, I don't know if this was like a plot based decision or like where they made these characters and were like, uh, you know what? The actual hero dolls are actually kind of not charismatic at all. Nope. And we don't really. They're the worst part of this movie. And we don't really care about them because they don't do anything. Yeah. Well, not until the end. And they barely do anything. Barely then. And like, there's a lot of quipping in this movie. And I like it. It's got that sort of 90s wise acre to it, like with some good pop culture references mixed in there before we get tired of those. Uh, you know, like uh, there's and 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 when they come and you finally focus on them for like the forty five seconds we do, like they're the worst at it. Oh yeah, it's well just... the, the Archer is the only like redeemable creature in the Gorgonite. Half redeemable. Yeah. yeah, because like you have the only like other one that has any form of personality is just the wise cracking crazy one that's just like Whoa! and he's not even very good at wise cracking. No, yeah. he's just really he's terrible it's, at it. It's just like there's an art to that bullshit. It's like crummy nineties radio joke. Hey, what's going on guys? I'm just gonna tell you oh, man, check her out. Woo-hoo. 
Yep, exactly. Uh, the other ones are just like different of like big, weird, soft brute guy. And <sighs> like, I bounce around a lot. That's my only character trait. And then there's the eye. Yeah. Yeah, who who just is like something from Aw Weird Monsters, which is a better thing. Mm-hmm. It is. God, do you remember when the nineties were just dirty? <laughs> <laughs> you so dirty nineties. It was so dirty. Filthy nineties. Well, they're <laughs> grunge and they're monsters. Yep. Well, Ren and Stimpy. We so, haven't gotten to the best part. So at home, Alan <laughs> learns that the primary goal of the Gorgonites is to seek their homeland Gorgon, because yeah, uh, which they mistakenly believe to be in Yosemite National Park. Marvelous. Yep. Uh, though trapping the Alban, though through tapping the Albernathy's phone line, the Commando Elite learn of Alan's interest in Christie, and decide to take her hostage, immobilizing the Fimple's household to force Alan into surrendering surrendering the Gorgonites. Which we need to talk about the way in which this is preceded because it is just terrifying. Terrifying, right? Yeah. So the first thing that happens is they get into <laughs> yes, the house. walk us down. Yeah. The first thing that happens is they get into the house and then they proceed to undertake some chemical warfare, basically drugging both of the parents. Super creepy. <laughs> Super creepy. Second thing that ends up happening is they get they get up and then also, they So how are they able to open a child safe cap? You know, they're the commando elite. They're the commando elite. They, they're fine. All they've right. been trained in all forms of warfare. They attach small loads of C4. <laughs> all right, that's fair. They could have just cut it open. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm just nitpicking. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, it's fine. And so next thing that happens is they go up the stairs and they run into uh, it's Christy's little brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christy's little brother. And he's like, oh, my God, it's so cool. It's the commando elite toys. But then instead they completely turn on him and gag and bound him, uh, which is a pretty... Uh, pretty yep. fun scene mm-hmm. then as they get into christy's room that's where the real fun begins oh, yeah, it's oh, super, creepy here. <laughs> super creepy here as christy apparently collects um all of the all of the 90s barbies and then they go in there and they're all talk and they're basically oogling and goggling all of the uh, barbies yeah, on the shelves weirdly for, cre- yeah. for a kids movie like Super, I don't know. Se- like sexual and objectification. The they are Gwendy dolls. Gwendy dolls. And sorry, for some reason, one. even though all the a good thing that was made on a nostalgia critic is one, even though all of them are like dressed differently, it's like, oh, here's like the German one. Here's the, they all talk like this. Hi, we're all Valley Girls. Pretty much. Yeah. All Valley Girls. And, and then the moment that they like, okay, we're going to convert them and make them sentient because somehow we can do that now. Yep. Uh, they all are just like, okay, well, now we're just... Well, they took the chip out of the injured guy, right? The uh, guy that died. Yeah, 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 they took out the chip there and then threw some bullshit. They alchemy. Able... Yeah, so alchemy. They Thanks. basically create all these little chips that implant in all of the Gwendy dolls. But then that whole transformation scene is... <laughs> is a... Super creepy. Super like, creepy I think in a really weird. cool way. Yeah, yeah. it like... is. It's kind of a little like, a little dystopian. But then the part that's gnarly is that all the Gwendy, all the Gwendy girls, of course, having like strapped on knives and shit... Um, they're all just wearing bikinis or underwear, basically. Yeah. <laughs> a well, little weird. One of them had a cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, it makes it better. Yep. Yeah, no, you know, you're right. Redeeming, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm so glad that you found that because I was just sad about this movie for a minute, but that cowboy hat really just fixed it. You know, she, she finds that cowboy hat, like, liberating. She finds it, like, you know... That, it, that it, cowboy it, hat is empowering. It's a way to kind of claim her identity from difference from the others, you, you know? You know, from being the know. automatons it, that they've become. And all they're, and they're all referred to the as... The literal symbols of corporate culture, I don't know, whatever, fine. It, it, cool, it's it fine. Kind of epitomized in the way in which they're referred to as cannon fodder. <laughs> I did, yeah. I thought that was dark and funny, but also just, mow. It was well, like, wow. And even though they're just wearing underwear, did you notice it was camo underwear? Yeah, of yep. course. It was, yeah. It's like, where the heck did they get the material to make that for them? And so did they, did they like, change They just them carved up, they just turned Nick into, like... <laughs> Doll goo, and then just like <laughs> took all his shit. <laughs> they stripped him of his even of his oh boots. My yeah. God. So yeah, she gets captured in pretty much a Gulliver's Travel size scene of just like yeah, just weirdly damseling right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And her character is particularly weird because she goes super weird. She goes from like oh god no help ah to like oh you can't wait to destroy these things. Just like well, geez, pick a character type. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, also, like, I'm super interested in Alan, but also I have this other boyfriend who I engage with in what appears to be a way that is affectionate. You know, like, right. what is, 
I, what is what? What's going on? Well, because he has a motorcycle. And oh, and she just clearly just wants danger. She's not a, a fleshed out human and, being well, with her said, own whatever. This is the nineties, remember? She said she only no. needed older guys, so yeah. he was old, definitely older than... But granted, I'll sk- skip a little bit ahead of the movie. Like, he legitimately tries to defend her. Yes. Literally, yeah. l- pretty much, like, does his best. Has to, like, ends up He's getting... He's lit on fire. Lit yeah. on fire. Runs away. And then at the end of the movie, she's just like, Meh, I'm just gonna go with you now. Yeah, like, lead it doesn't resolve that at all. We don't resolve that at yeah, all. That's no, not no, it's yeah, that's not resolved. I'm with you now. He was literally a footnote. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. that was weird. We he need. Got to, oh, and also like, oh, she listens to Led Zeppelin. She must be cool. <laughs> yeah, she listens to she listens to Led Zeppelin, but she has a whole bunch of these like knockoff Barbie dolls. Like it's the most like bipolar. Well, she also says that she she really hates these. So my guess with that is more that like her mom is collecting them through her. Maybe. Maybe is my guess. Or maybe she was but into them complete- at one point. And they just yeah, became maybe rebellious too. as part of a rebellious yeah. teenage phase. And yeah. said, like, I don't like this anymore. I right. mean, to be fair, you're up to a certain age. Your parents decorate your room for you. So I will say my mom decorated my room really girly as well. And I didn't necessarily agree with it. And I made some really big changes to my room when I was a teenager. You know, <laughs> it must have been nice to have a room. <laughs> He lived only in a little mud hut. <laughs> he uh, lived, he lived in the closet under going? the stairs. I don't know. I'm just. I like, don't know. I, I I lived in the shadow. We're trying of my to brother. we're trying to work off something of the well, bomb that Martin gave us there. I was an only child. It'd be really weird if I didn't have my own room. It'd be a little weird if I was sleeping with mommy and daddy. That's true. It would be a little weird. <laughs> Pop Pop wouldn't let me sleep in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I used old wet newspapers to blanket myself up each night. Come on, you did so well earlier with the setup. You know, I just just bring it back to that level, Martin. Okay, I'm expecting one more really good piece from you by the end of this. Okay, I will. I will try my hardest. All right, all right. Listen, like you set a high bar today. I just want to see you succeed. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Cool. Alan and Archer sneak into the Fimple's house to save Christy, but run into her Gwendy doll, (gasps) whom the Commando Elite engineered as auxiliary troops. Cannon fodder. Yes, the Gwendys quickly subdue Alan. Archer cuts Christy loose from her bonds, and together they save Alan and destroy the Gwendys before escaping with the Commando's elite kit-bashed vehicles in hot pursuit. I just want to say that this is the only time. Like, I feel like this movie does pretty good with its CG; that it, it aged fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's not great, but they were never aiming for like this is the standard by which all visuals will be judged. They were like, we need to make them look like dolls that move. We can do this. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, but like when they're fighting the Gwendy dolls, it is just the hardest thing to watch. <laughs> oh God, this, this, this. they're really physically struggling with these like Barbie dolls, these yeah. Gwendy dolls. Yeah, and it's just like they they made such a great decision with the the commandos to like not have the people fight with them on a one on one human being holding a toy kind of way. But that isn't something that they give to the Gwendy dolls, and boy does it suffer. Well, here's the thing. The escape scene, like, is actually all right. They do some crazy stuff, but, like, uh, it, though, again, it is literally just, like, knock down that tree. That tree falls down. They avoid. They knock down that pole. Oh, no, that pole falls down. They avoid. Like, yeah. that yeah. is most of that chase, though it ends in the most weird way. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell us about awesome. the weird way it ends. Oh my okay, gosh. so they, like, they jump a sidewalk or something? And then their little scooter that they are manages to float in the air like yeah, 15 feet. Yeah, very smoothly, feet. actually. The yeah. smooth, <laughs> gentle float down to a field. Meanwhile, the uh, like all the, the, the bad Commando Elite toys take the jump and then immediately crash into like this embankment of a small stream and just explode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we're the, done with this poorly thought out bit. It yep. will end in the way that it lived. Bad guys are bad. Good guys are good. So they get better outcomes. Yeah. Yep. And, and so the commando elite are destroyed and the movie is over. I it's wish done. it was over. Wait, no. We have 30 more minutes of garbage coming your way. <laughs> okay. The next, the, the so Ascent, Ken, I'm just going to fast forward because all of this detail doesn't really matter. Uh, the commando is pretty much. 
what's the name of the uh, chip? Chip, chip? Chip Hazard. Chip, chip, yeah. um, he ends up like finding a store nearby because he survives, or he survives, finds a store nearby that has a shipment of the like other toys leaving, commandeers that truck, Moves Old it to Joe th- pays for his sins. Yes. Yep. Takes the truck to the house. Meanwhile, uh, the two stooges from, um, you know, the um, the toy, toy makers yep. uh, end up showing up just going like, hey, we're here now because I guess the resolutions arrived. Um, <laughs> and pretty much just like, we're here to tell you that an EMP could destroy them. So then Chip has brings all those toys to assault them so that they could attack the Gorgonites, and then a long-winded battle occurs. Yep. Yeah, they really could have kept this maybe by a third, a half. By like, oh no, yeah, the, the, 25 the, minutes. The, the scene where Chip is going after Alan for like like 10 minutes, he's just going after Alan, Alan's just like going, ooh, ooh, while he's on that Okay, but the mom hitting back those flaming tennis balls was like okay. That was that was, that was kind of cool. Was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. But it so was like also arranged... just like flaming tennis balls. It's like oh, oh boy, don't or let do it. Do not have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen. There's a much easier way to do this. Yeah, don't, don't let it touch the drapes, man. Wow. I know, right? I mean, it, I think it was think pretty much some... a chance to show off all of the little machines that were built out. Yeah, I, like I thought that was cool, but they did like li- so like for instance using the flaming. Uh, a tennis ball launcher as an example mm-hmm. um they start throwing those and start breaking windows and everyone's like oh no and like the neighbor's mom and the neighbor's kid uh they shove them into a closet so that they're safe uh, you can away from windows and like then the alan's mom gets her uh, tennis racket and starts hitting them back but that doesn't resolve it like they have to come back again to resolve it and it's like you didn't you didn't need to do that like you didn't need to do that you could have just destroyed the machine the first time, like give her one, two, three tennis balls to do it with or something like that. Yeah. But there was no reason to show her doing that twice. Like we got, there was no payoff the second time. Like even though the machine is destroyed, you're like, this is not a satisfying arc. Yeah. 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 Mean, meanwhile, during the beginning part of this enormous battle, the Gorgonites are still wet blankets, are God. still not yep. doing anything. Uh, and it takes pretty much... If we fight, we'll lose. If we don't fight, we'll also lose. I guess we'll just hide. Yeah. Yep. So they have to... They eventually go like, okay, we're going to fight because Archer says we should. Um, because he is the only one semi-redeemable of their group. Um, and essentially, they come up with a really dumb way to try and figure out how they could do an EMP, which is to lay a piece of metal across the transformers in the backyard to try and make a EMP burst. And also turning on all the electronics. Yeah, I was going to say. So the the two toy makers are told that the only thing, the example of an EMP they're given is a nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not safe to set up in a neighborhood. Uh, The neighbor, who has been an entitled jackass the entire way. By Phil Hartman, by the way. Phil Mm -hmm. Hartman does a really good entitled jackass. Um and this, uh, I, this, I think this was his last role before being killed. Oh. Wow. That, wow. That took a rather grim well, turn. That's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Just step right on that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, pretty much the murder of Phil Hartman before the premiere caused some minor changes before release. So oh, wow. the first part of the IMDb the trivia listing. Wait, oh, does wow. that mean his character dies in the movie or something? No, no, no. Then why no. would they need to make changes to the movie? Though you bring up a good point, maybe. Like, you said they, anyway. said they had to make changes. They never explained what the changes were. Maybe he got injured in the movie at some point and they had to remove that. Like, because this movie is like oddly injury prone. Yeah. yeah. Like, there are there is blood and blood. Oh, yeah, and like the dad, the and, dad gets yeah. stabbed. Uh, anyway, so like he does redeem himself by saying, like, you're pointing out that every electronic device gives off a, a field. You just need a big enough one to do it. And he's also some sort of weird technophile and has the best of every kind of electronic equipment. Um, and this is a rivalry between Alan's family and uh, Phil Hartman's family. Um, so they just decide to use all of his electronic devices at once to make the EMP. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. So again, Alan climbs up the pole. There's a fight between Archer and Chip. Uh, eventually, which does lead to like Chip stabbing Alan several times, just like yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Oh he's a God. child for God's sake, man. But eventually, it leads to like Archer falls, 
He grabs, uh, Alan grabs Chip, puts him between the two Transformers. He starts to fry out, explodes, cause an EMP pulse, and the fight is over. Yep. Pretty much after Alan falls off the pole. I mean, I will say Alan's a bit of a badass. He takes like several, like I forget what Bitch they were shooting at him with yeah. corn. With like cor- like they were shooting those corn, those corn cob holders at him, and they were stuck in his Oh God! Leg. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. like, he took it like a man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he took got it like a champ. He got shot multiple times. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I got shot. If I got it's shot, not- I'd be like, oh, God damn! Yeah, several times in the leg. That would hurt. Yeah, he and then even- he climbs with it. I mean, granted, like, yeah. you're not huge, but like that's still that's also terrifying. Like these toys are really scary at yeah, this point in the movie. They're yeah. really trying to actually kill them. Adrenaline's yeah, and, a hell of a yeah, drug. And they, like yeah. Phil Hartman even tries to like, we'll surrender and we'll give you the Gorgonites. And the guy's like, nope. No. Chip Hazard's like, nope. No mercy. The worst- the worst no mercy. was when they had the nail gun. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, that nail yeah. gun was scary to watch go off. Yeah. Didn't his dad get shot by the nail gun? Yeah, yeah he did. His leg. <laughs> yes. It's like, gee, like, this is a mo- like, holy crap, like, kids movie, everyone. Remember, kids movie. <laughs> it is the 90s. Know, yeah, right? it's the 90s. Yeah. Well, except I think it's it did get a PG-13. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's solved. Eventually, the wrap-up is like, hey, uh, Dennis Leary shows up again, starts signing checks, and gives everybody enough money that they're just forgive it all, which feels like, oh, good, no accountability. Proving, once again, that money solves every single problem. Like, that is just sad. This like, nobody is going to hold him accountable because he's just writing bills, like, writing checks for enormous amounts of money. Yeah. Um, Nothing checks. Again, I feel like this movie is just calling us out in the year 2018. <laughs> <laughs> like, 20 years later, lol. It's like, nothing It's like changed. said nothing from 1998 to 2018 to be like, well... <laughs> How do things look in the future? <laughs> well, small soldiers, I have some bad news for you. If this happened tomorrow, uh, yeah, yeah, about it would the be same. incredibly yeah. impossible yeah. or incredibly plausible. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It w- it would be f- like it would be a third segment on like last week tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the thirty second, forty five second, and now and now, and now did you hear about some incredible billionaire, Jeff Bezos? <laughs> Elon Musk is tricking people, and... Well, I mean, what? Elon Musk was selling flamethrowers, so, I mean, come on. He's selling yeah. self-driving cars yeah. that aren't perfect. And the and finally, the Gorgonites survive, because for some reason, if you hide in a, in a uh, like satellite dish, that saves your oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. saved them, because that was part of the, like, if they make the EMP thing, it would kill the Gorgonites. And the Gorgonites finally were like, do the thing, instead of being inactive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And so that is essentially small soldiers. Well, Mar- no, don't what? forget the end. What was the end? Where they go and they're on the camping trip and they take oh, that God. big toy boat from the beginning of the movie. It's it's a it's callback, yeah, yeah, to that ship. And then they they, 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 and they sail. sail away down the river looking for Gorgon, yeah. like they were supposed to. And one of them's getting it picked up by an eagle. <laughs> God, can you imagine I the Homeward it- Bound movie that they were wanting to make? <laughs> Homeward Bound movie with Gorgonites. Oh my god. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Look, just pitch it to YouTube Red. I'm sure they'll yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining the scene where he, where he's just like it's it's Alan standing there and he's just looking over the, the hill, just going like he was old. He just he just couldn't make it. It's fine. <laughs> and then his archer comes over the hill. Remember at the end during the credits, they showed like uh, all all of the Gorgonites were played by people from something, and all the soldiers were paid, played by people from another thing. Oh, I don't know that part. Yeah, remember we we thought it was funny because I think one of them it was it was all the people from um, it was Spinal Tap did the voices I think of the Gorgonites, and then I forget who all the soldiers were played by. Uh, let's see, um, Harry Shear, Christopher Guest, and Michael uh, McKean appeared in This Is Spinal Tap. Let's see. I don't, I'm trying to find the, the particular piece. They, they definitely did mention something, but they, the, unfortunately... Yeah, because this... it was weird. During the credits, they were showing all the actors who played things, and then they listed, they said the Gorgonites played by... They listed the individual actors, but at the top, they li- listed uh, the members of Spinal Tap. And then for the soldiers... Uh, the commandos or whatever they said these are these are the commandos and they were played all by people from something else 
I think they like did some other series or something. Hmm. Well, what had Tommy Lee Jones been in recently? Well, we would have to say he's well, been in everything. I don't every know. Movie. I don't know if yeah. Tommy Lee Jones was part of that group, but the rest of the people oh, okay. were. Well, if it if it had mattered, we would have remembered. Um so... I did remember oh. it. It was funny. I pointed it, it out. It to was you. funny. I'm just we don't know. So right now we're just going Don't know. Okay, well I remember the Gorgonites were all done by people from Spinal Tap. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh let me see if I can find something. Uh, movie featured music by Led Zeppelin, which was a band notoriously strict about how their movie, their music was used. Uh, let's see. George Kennedy, Clint Walker, Ernest Borgnine, and Jim Brown appeared in the Dirty Dozen. So that could have been the group oh, that yeah. was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, when they are making the Gwendy dolls, it is the Bride of Frankenstein theme playing. Yeah, that's pretty. I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And yes, as we said, Phil Hartman's death caused a little bit of difficulty with this. Uh, the promotional artwork featuring Chip Hazard pointing a gun sideways at the viewer. The artwork was altered, removing the gun, so Chip appears to be reaching out instead. The original unaltered artwork appears in the movie as a store display. It was later used for the home video cover. Hmm. So wow. he's got a version where he's just like, going to shoot you. Yeah, that would totally fly these days. <laughs> yeah. Again, called out from 20 years in the past. Oh, man. Uh, the Gorgonites were strongly influenced by the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe toy ma franchise, which, yeah, now that you say that, totally. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were yeah. really weird. Oh, and another thing. Um, let's think about movies in which there are, like, uh, like cute things like childish things that for some reason go crazy and start like attacking and murdering people sometime in zany ways perhaps the the actual director of this movie his other main franchise happened to be one of these what would you say that could be what is it gremlins yes it is gremlins so oh. hence the reason why there are images of gizmo all over the movie when they are oh. if, if you actually look in the scene where they are in the dumpster there is a little like scrap piece of paper that actually has a picture of gizmo well also remember the password that the guy used was gizmo, gizmo. Oh, right. <laughs> dad giveaway so um all right small soldiers small wrap up martin it was very soldiery it was patriotic. Right. I mean, I feel like the movie handed it to you with like a level of because like they're clearly the bad guys, and it's the, that's the reason why they're the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So like I don't know. Uh, I was a little worried, but I I I still really liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun actiony movie. I mean, sure, it had its moments, and of course the um, that scene, <laughs> <laughs> but more more or less, it was a, a pretty fun rewatch. Um, I you know again, it was all it's it's. I'm surprised as to how well the CGI held over the years. Yeah. It, you could still kind of feel gripped into the action, even if that ending just meandered. And just grip on. that action. I, <laughs> oh, I, I gripped it firmly. All right. Sabrina? Um, kung Fu grip? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of grip, yeah. Uh, I, still, I still think it's a really entertaining movie. I think it does kind of call into question, like, toys and the type of toys we do market to children. I think nowadays they're a little more careful about it, but back when I was a kid, yeah, I could totally understand what they were trying to say about, like, war toys being, like, a big thing and making war seem like a casual thing to children. Um, but I think the film still gets its point across. I just kind of wish... Like, as much as I love the designs of the Gorgonites, like, I do wish they, as, like, now if they had made a movie about it, if they were that wimpy, I would have been really, like, upset about that. Because I'm just like, if you want, you want a hero that actually does something. Like, in the mm. end, they did something, but it was only because Archer said something. I would want all of them to be like that, though. Yeah, all of right. them to have some personality beyond what they yeah, are. because here's the thing their main objective might have been like oh we want to go home but it's like okay you want to go home so bad take care of these guys so they're not trying to hunt you anymore then you know that's like to me that yeah that's a stupid objective right i think the other thing that was kind of a little bothersome about it was just the way in which uh the gorgonites just became this liability they just became yeah. something to protect because we need to protect them but why 
yeah. What's the investment? They're toys. Like, they're not actually going back home to their home planet because exactly. it doesn't exist. They're toys. They're literally toys. So, I mean, it, at this point, it's kind of hard to be able to give, like, any kind of compelling weight to their to their story and to yeah. the stakes. I didn't feel that there were stakes there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, when you kind of look at it and the, the commando elites are just kind of, by the end, just getting destroyed by the dozens. Like, yeah. it's just like, why do we, I mean... Why would we technically care beyond the fact that you were just, like, nice and wimpy? Yeah. Well, because, like, at that point, like, for at least the humans, uh, the commandos were, like, uh, everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You are now all involved. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it's not really, like, this game, like, the movie, I think, like, it has this weird, I think, balance problem. Like, it does this really good thing. Like, I think it's, it equips well, for the most part, until the Gorgonites come in. Um, they didn't. Yeah, like they don't—they're not protagonists. They're not MacGuffins, you know. Like they're like, oh, we have twenty minutes to do some character development for six characters. Let's crack that out. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Wah, wah, wah. we already have three or four recognizable elites, uh, commandos. Um, we have the Gwendy, we have the humans, we have Archer. Like, why are you, it's too late to introduce new characters? Yes. Yeah, right, exactly. And granted, also the like the other commando elite beyond Chip generally are just like the explosive guy yeah the, they're like, super one note like there's like, nothing to there's but they're good are, at their one note. they are there if for like one purpose it's just like oh this is a special ops guy so he knows how to hack the phone yeah there's yeah. the there's the big tough guy the bazooka yeah blows yeah yeah um ultimately for me it is a movie that is like goes too long it's a movie that has characters that, for the most part, I don't really care about, like, or that are so, like, weirdly schizophrenic. Like, oh, hey, you're going to be, you're a bad kid, but you're a bad kid for re unknown reasons, but you always act really nice. Or, you know, you're, like, a tough, like, you know, you're a, you're a real, you know, uh, like, like a real, con uh, essentially just like, oh, you're a girl character, but, you know, you're a tomboy, more or less. And like, oh, but I'm just going to, you know, freak out at this little thing until a scene later, I suddenly just revert back to how I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, like, it's very weird and incomplete. And I also feel like the resolution is just like, that's it. That's the way you wrap this up. Okay. And everything went back to normal. Yeah. Yep. And, and nobody learned their lesson. Nobody paid any consequences. Yep. And now there's nope. these five toys wandering around in the wilderness all by them by themselves. And if they die, guess what? It's called... Um, now they're leaking battery acid all over the place. Somewhere. Some bear is going to eat that. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's I, even worse. I swear, this is the end of AI. It's just going to be several thousand years in the future. They're just going to earn Earthies from ice and they're just going to go see their mom. Remember AI? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that movie would have been okay if it ended the first time it ended. Exactly like this movie. <laughs> if they would have jumped it and they all died and it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Let's wrap up the movie. That would have been perfect instead of an extra 30 minutes we didn't need. Yep. 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 Um, granted, I will also say, like, it's not a bad movie. It's a movie that's totally watchable, but it's not a... It's, certainly has a good number of flaws it's just like okay you could have tightened this up you could have made this better you could have made this shorter mm -hmm. right yep um small soldiers last call martin what's our what's our uh leaving our uh, leaving piece I left this to you so i would say if you are if you enjoy actiony movies that make questionable design choices and also involve some minor existential horror on it, what it means to be alive. Exactly, <laughs> and of course, a, any little bit of um, any little bit of nostalgia for '90s action figures. Check out Small Soldiers. One could say that with a script like this, it is a Toy Story. And now, <laughs> as that joke dies. <laughs> Are you going to tell us about Patreon, Josh? I'm going to yeah. tell you about Patreon because we have patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. We have some awesome friends over there that are being so nice and generous over for the Saturday Friends Patreon. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey. Uh, you can go over there, by the way. You get episodes early. You get uh, to, you can hang out in the Discord room with all of us and chat and whatnot. Uh, we do have pre-shows that I think I'm just going to post the day of. 
Just let let them have them just completely just like here's a whole mess of these. Just have fun. Listen <laughs> Guess to all what the we're garbage. talking about from ahead. Let, let, listen to us make weird noises on the microphone for about five minutes before the actual show starts. Yeah, yeah just that's in, quality content. Just in case you're into that. I don't know. Good audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quality. exactly. Uh, quality. Just quality. not just check levels. Uh, anyway, I uh, want to go ahead and give a thanks over to our friends on that. That's going to be Item Crafting, Rodea, Phoenician, Francis, Dan, and Chuck. Ooh. Thank you all for going and donating across. If you want to, even a dollar helps the show. Just go ahead and keep stuff going over here and promote the club uh, so that we can get more listeners and have more fun. Uh, you can also find us over on Twitter at SatFriendsClub.com. We are at SatFriendsClub.com where you can go ahead and find all the shows, all of our past content. You, are you wondering if we've done a particular episode? Well, you can always just message me on Twitter and I'll tell you if we have, or it gives us an idea of what we need to cover going forward. So just go ahead and message on that. Next week, it's going to be Mags's Choice. What are we going to have? We're going to look at classic precocious child movie Matilda. Oh, boy. Ooh. And don't be like me who downloaded a movie called Matilda. Which is a 2017 Russian movie. Oh jeez. Um, that was that <laughs> was. A, was it good though? I mean, oh, we, we didn't watch it. It was in it Russian. Was in Russian. <laughs> oh no, subtitles. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe this is a time for you to learn. We, we were. <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to be valuable language to learn. Um, is this going to require it's a difficult language to learn? Is this going to require a live stream in the future? Yeah, of us going through the film. It's going oh like I did God. not remember Matilda living in you know before in Tsarist Russia trying to. <laughs> okay, it's a metaphor about the trunchbull, yeah. and you see. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it very much is. Anyway, we will catch you next week where we talk about precocious children being precocious and smart and Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Danny DeVito. I know. Before he turned into a complete goblin. Yep. Yeah. Just an egg of a man. All right. We'll go ahead and catch you next week. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Bye-bye.